Please sit comfortably, everyone. Good evening, everyone in the dojo. Get, got to get used to looking in both, both directions on the screen and outwardly as well. I'd just like to talk briefly today about uh, reflection and presence. Now, in Zen practice, we, we very much emphasise the importance of just being present to life experience, um, which is about not thinking about it. It's about, as I've said in previous talks, being a participant in life, like fully engaged in life. Um, and that is, that is at, the, at the essence of Zen practice. But in many other uh, religious traditions or um, spiritual traditions, there is also the practice of reflection. Um, like in, in Catholicism, in Christianity, there's a practice in some um, European forms of um, spirituality, like people who follow the, the German philosopher Goethe, you know, have reflective kind of processes that they go through. Now, from a strictly Zen point of view, um, uh, a zazen is not a ref not a reflective process. You're not you're not stepping back and thinking about what you did today or reflecting on your moral behaviour or whatever it might be. Um, but what I want to emphasise in this talk is that I, I think that reflection does have a place in um, Buddhist practice, in in Zen practice, and that we shouldn't be too uh, rigid about it in terms of having moments of quiet reflection in our life to, to look at things. And uh, psychotherapy and counselling is a, is a reflective process. And you step back and you observe different experiences and emotions and relationships, etc., that you have. And you try to make meaning out of it. Um, make sense out of it and so on. Um, maybe bring a a cognitive framework to understanding your own behaviour or the behaviour of others. So that's a reflective process. And to some degree, people find that useful to do. Um, some kind of practices which are a bit closer to um, Zen or Dzogchen meditation in Tibetan Buddhism, a, a, a psychological practices like focusing where you're just present to the felt sense of the body, but you're not trying to make sense of it too much or intellectualise on it or comment on it or change anything about it. So that's a little bit closer to Zen experience. But with reflection, where it's different to just being present, with reflection you have a subject and an object. You kind of split yourself, you have a divided self and the observer observes your emotions or your thoughts or behaviours and then kind of comments on it. Um, and where it's different from from Zazen, like Shikantaza, or like I said, Dzogchen, practising Tibetan Buddhism, it's just you are the moment. You, you are fully the experience. It's not, not about stepping back from it. You're completely absorbed in forgetting the self in the experience as it arises. Um, so it's important that you can do both. Um, there was a conversation I had with a, um, a colleague of mine 
recently who comes from, he's a meditator, but from a, a different Western form of meditation. And he was talking to me about a reflective meditative experience that the people in his um, group go through, which they find quite powerful to do. And what they do is at the end of the day, just very quietly, sitting quietly by themselves, they start with the most recent experience, but they go through remembering all the significant events that happened to them during the day. Now, obviously, you couldn't go everything because there's so many small events happening. But it's like you go through the everyday experience of brushing, uh, brushing my teeth, right? and then maybe before that, having dinner, you know, maybe before that, preparing dinner, driving home from work, um, seeing, having interviews with particular people during the day, having lunch, going, going right back to when you, you woke up in the morning and, and just reflecting, remembering that experience you go through. And people can find that a very effective thing to do. Now, when he told me about this, it made me consider that when we work with the precepts, um, the ethical guidelines that we have in Zen, is that that in fact would be a useful thing to do. Um, and uh, if you made a practice of just going back through your day, it's almost a theme which is there. Like when I brush my teeth, was I in harmony with brushing my teeth? Or was I in disharmony? When I spoke to that person when I went to the shop, was I in harmony with that experience or was there disharmony? Like disharmony myself or disharmony with other people, whatever it might be. And it's kind of like a, a process going on to just to embody and, and absorb the precepts as you go through that reflective process. Um, now, I had a conversation with someone else the other day who grew up a Catholic, and um, I said, yeah, well, we had plenty of practices of going back and reflecting on our sins during the day. <laughs> but where this is different, it's not just focusing with a, for looking at the negative. It's, it's going through the everyday events and, and interactions with other people during your day, and it's just going, getting that intuitive sense, yes, in harmony there. Yeah, and in harmony there, and in harmony there, disharmony there, harmony there. So it's not just going to the negative, it's just kind of getting a sense of how much do I actually play out the precepts in my everyday life of non-violence in, in thought and speech and in action. And basically what the precepts are, are a, a, a way of being in the world which is creating harmony. Um, rather than creating disharmony. That's what it comes down to. But when you examine what being in harmony is, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't correlate with being submissive. It's not the same as being submissive. Um, to just be submissive and to go along with other unethical or harmful conduct by others and never say anything about it, it's not that kind of harmony. However, if we do have to deal with conflict in our life rather than just having an aversion to conflict, then there are 
non-violent, assertive ways in which you can do that in your speech. So it's not about not speaking up about things, but if you do need to speak up, it's doing it in a harmonious, respectful way, in the, in the way that you, you conduct yourself. So when, when, we, when, we, when we look at the, the ethical side of um, human behaviour and how we um, include that in a practice, I don't think you can actually get around reflecting on your experience. That's what we do in everyday life. Something happens, we're at a meeting or a conversation we've had and, and we stop and we go back and we look into the, the past and you kind of go, yeah, I feel uneasy about the way I handled that. And, and there's some kind of self-examination to correct that behaviour or to go back and um, uh, emotionally repair whatever it might be. But it is a reflective process. So as you go through your Zen practice, feel free not only to be practising it in that pure sense of just being present to what is, um, give yourself the licence at times to go back and, and reflect on your experience as well. And they're, they're both useful things to do.